what an honor to have you guys today. And, and uh, you know, I'm so pumped about what God is doing as we look at this series that I've been in with you, No Regrets. And uh, no more regrets. As we begin to move forward in the things that God has for us, you know, it's kind of interesting when you look at our lives and you, you kind of see sometimes it seems like we're living a retreaded life and we're living more in the past than we are in the present or even in the future. And God's plan and God's desire is for every one of us to tap into the very existence that he created us for. Now, one cool th- there's some cool things happening today following our second service. I'll be having a little lunch with me and some of the staff with over 20 new families making Bethel their home, becoming owners, becoming members of the church. And over the past few weeks, we've had over 34 salvations. Come on now, that's what this thing's all about, isn't it? And today, you know, we've been talking about the Apostle Paul, and I'll, I'll talk a little more about him today. And last week, I was really wanting to get you to the place of, of moving out of your regret, but, and we were moving beyond what's in the past, and now moving into what's forward. Today, I'm really going to challenge you to get moving. Today, I'm going to really challenge you to move forward. And part of that was that I wanted you to realize that you are a miracle. Look at your, look at your neighbor and say, I'm a miracle. Because God made you for such a time as this. He created you for this day, for this moment, this hour. You could have been born in any other time. You could have been born in any other dispensation. But God made you for now. You got my rock. How many of y'all been using your rock this week? Wave at me. Come on. How many of you been, wave at me. You've been using your rock. Some of you, it's new today. You say, what? Or you was out last week. What's the preacher talking? Is he worshiping a rock? What is this? No, 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 no. This rock just represents things that I'm moving beyond, that whether it's something I regret, something that a memory, a thought, or a pattern, or a habit, or an addiction, whatever it is, and I'm ready to break free from that. You know, you say, well, where'd you get that from? Well, it's a little illustration of a story about a great teacher and his student. And as they were walking outdoors, the, the teacher reached over and he picked up a rock. And he handed the rock to his student. And when he handed the rock to his student, he looked at him and he says, "Uh, you feel anything? And the student went, no, it's a rock. And he said, now take your hand and put it up on your neck and hold it there for a few, you know, 20, 30 seconds. He's holding it. He says, okay, now to the student, he says, what do you feel now? He said, my pulse. I feel a heartbeat. Oh. Okay, so you feel a heartbeat. He said, um, he said well, you, what I want you to realize is, he said, the rock you have in your hand, it has a certain consistency and size and shape. And this rock, it actually is existing because God enabled it. He created it to exist. But this rock really doesn't have any abilities other than being a rock. said that this rock is going to be the same whether it's going through good times or bad times, whether it's used to build an amazing palace or, 
or facility or building, but he said, uh, or a roadway or a barrier or whatever. This rock just exists. It has no power to do anything on its own. It has no power. It takes someone or something else to chip it, to break it, to move it, or nature itself to wear it down and and to uh, disintegrate it and, and it to break up into particles. He said, but now you, he said, on the other hand, you're different. He says, you have a heartbeat. And what I want you to understand, son, is this. Because you have a heartbeat and God created you to exist, that very heartbeat is what you, what, is the part of you that strives for life. You see, a rock doesn't have to strive to exist. A rock just exists. But because you have a heartbeat and because you have a heart, your very life, every second, every moment of every day is striving to exist. And what you need to realize is Your heartbeat, the miracle that God put in you is striving to exist in your good times and in your bad times, in your weak times, in your strong times. Whether whether you are happy, whether you're sad, whether you're laughing or whether you're weeping, you are a miracle from God and the very heart that you have in you that produces your heartbeat is what helps you to live. And what I want you to understand is your existence is so amazing because whatever you're going through, wherever you've been or whatever you will go through, that heartbeat just continues to pump. And as it pumps, you continue to have life. But, but, but here's really the key. How many of us realize we are truly a miracle? We want miracles, we desire for miracles, we pray for miracles. But what I want you to realize, your very existence is different than any species or anything God ever created before. God created you not just to exist, but God created you to be a miracle on this planet for him and for others. God created us to exist, to to be able to make choices, to be able to make decisions. And you and I today are the sum total of every decision we've ever made. And the key is, what are you and I gonna do with this miracle? What are you and I gonna do with this miracle that the heart that beats, that pounds, that pushes your blood pressure through, that gives you oxygen, that feeds your life. And no matter what circumstance you're in or what situation you're in or whether you feel forgotten or you felt left behind or you're at the peak of your life and everything's going wonderful and everything's going great, that heart just keeps beating. It just keeps beating. What I want you to realize is this. Whether there's a regret, a fear, an addiction, a habit, or something that you've been believing for to get yourself physically fit, to get, get yourself, you know, to restore relationships, to enhance the relationship with your loved ones, your family, to help you to advance the kingdom and take it to the next generation. Whatever that is, this rock is just a place to remind yourself as you put it out there that it's no longer just a could, a should, or a would, but it's a must. You see, when you make a decision, what happens is you just did one of the most amazing miracles ever done. 
We don't realize the power of our decisions. Dogs can't make decisions. You know what? They live by instinct. Other animals live by instinct. Rocks and things like that just exist. But what I want you to realize is anything growing is alive. And the way God created this planet, if something isn't growing, it's dying. Just like a tree. As a tree starts out as a seedling and it begins to grow, guess what? The moment it stops growing, it's dying. And with God, there's no holding pattern. With with this place and this planet we live in, every moment is ticking. Every second is ticking. Every hour is going. Every day, every month, every year. But the beautiful thing about our Heavenly Father is He don't want us to regret and live in the past over things that's taken place. He wants us to use that as an experience through the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith and trust in Him and understanding that we can know and trust him, but we can also know his heart, know his nature and understand that you and I, no matter where we're at, whether we've fallen or or we're looking back and taking ourselves back into the emotion of where we had fallen before or or we're looking at here and now and we're looking into the future and going, man, what if that happens? And what if I, you know, that company moves here and I lose my job? And what if this happens over here with my kids? Or what if this happens over here in high school to me? Or what if this happens in college? Wherever we're at, what I want you to realize is the enemy wants you to walk in fear or he wants you to walk in regret. He wants you to live in a history, a story that your life events have seemed to determine. But what I want you to realize, yeah, you didn't get to choose where you were born. You didn't get to choose your mom and your dad, and they may not even be in your life now. But from that point on, from the moment the doctor spanked you and you gave your first big cry and the first tear ran down your cheek, at that moment, you became this amazing miracle. Obviously, it was a miracle before that, but now Now you become a speaking, crying, screaming miracle of God. And you are a sound from heaven. You are the very noise of God. And the proof that you live, that you can talk, that you can breathe, and that you can decide to put those things behind you that so easily beset you and press forward toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God is a miracle. So, so, so how big is that addiction? You know, how, how big is that unforgiveness? How, how big is that bitterness? See, last week I taught you about forgetting is a gift. You know, we forget our car keys and we get frustrated. We, we forget an appointment we were supposed to be at. But, but, but think of this, you can take that same thing that is seems to be bad to you and you can take that same principle that same gift and what can you do you can choose to forget those things that are behind you yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me tell you something offense is a choice 
And, and what we got to realize, if we're walking in regret, maybe we're upset, offended at ourselves. Maybe we're offended at God. Maybe we're offended at others. But what I want you to realize is it's a decision. And you today are the sum total of every decision you made because God made the one decision to create you and to breathe you into existence on this planet. And from that point on, every step you take, where your focus is where you're going to end up. You know, and, 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 and if we don't get that in our heart and in our mind and understand that there is an art called forgetting, because if I'm going to forget, I must, if I'm going to forgive, it's not just about forgiving. You know what? It, it's about what? It's about forgetting. You know, when you start practicing the art of forgetting and you choose to forgive someone, it's not a matter of do they deserve it or not. Just always remember, you don't deserve it either. I don't deserve it. Jesus took everything on the cross for us. And as we choose to forgive someone and we don't feel it, all we think of when we think of their name or we see their face in our mind is anger or, or our heart wrinkles up and we're anxious and, and we're tense and we're all of that. Just remember this, fear, anger, anxiety is physical. Now it can become spiritual. Any, yeah, the spirit of fear. But the way it becomes in your life and begins and starts is that it's an emotion. It's a feeling. Even all emotions are feelings. I can prove it because if I sat here and just said, close your eyes for five minutes and just start thinking of only the good things that God's done for you. Think of only the good things that other people have done for you. Think of only the good things you've ever done. Don't think of one mistake, one failure in your own mind. Don't think of one thing in your past. No, just think unless it's good, you can think about it. Think about the goodness of your life back there, the goodness of your life now, and the goodness of the future, what you believe is going to happen and what you're believing for. As you do that for a few minutes, guess what? You're going to get a smile on your face. You're, you're, you're going to be like, whew, that's, that was good. That was yeah, yeah. But if I said, okay, now take five minutes and think about every mistake you made in your life and focus on it. Now, now stay in that, stay right there where you're at. Now, think about everyone that's wronged you. Think about everyone that's hurt you, lied to you, been a traitor to your life, that's pushed you down and pushed you back. Think, think about other people's mistakes that didn't even know you that caused great tragedy in your own life or your family. Think about those things. And guess what? Before long, you're ready to, like my mama said, whoop somebody. You know what I mean? There, there's a point of being mad, then there's a, po- a point of whooping. Boy, go down there and pick your switch off the creek bank. It ain't, we're going to talk about it. The decisions, I'm cry, I was crying on the way to the creek bank because I knew when mama said, you're getting a whooping. I wasn't going to come back and talk myself out of it. I was practicing my Indian dance. Everybody, anybody ever done that in the summer? Mama, get your hand. Daddy, get your hand. And they start doing this. And you got those short pants on. And you just. You you didn't have to worry about getting your knees high and doing your exercise, brother. You was trying to avoid what? Pain. What does that do? What, what does that do? So if I want you to understand, you have the power. Practice it when you go home today. That's why it's so important that Romans 12, 2, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. 
transformed, metamorphosized is the root word of that in the original language, being what? Transformed. What is that talking about? That, that, that is talking about be renewed, what? Be transformed by renewing your mind, what? Through the word of God. Jesus is the word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word, what? Was God. And greater is he, the word that's in me, than he who is in this world. And as I began to meditate and think about the goodness of God and how much he loves me and that he first loved me, no matter what issues I have or problems, and I just start focusing on the goodness of God. And, and the enemy says, yeah, but you're getting ready to lose your place you're renting or you're living or, or you're getting ready to lose, you know, your life. You got this illness. Or you, wait, wait, wait. But if you're thinking and you start thinking about the goodness of God and that, that I'm going to live forever with him, that I, my body might die, but I will never die, but I'll be everlasting in the arms of the Lord. Oh my goodness. I get to meet my, I get to see my grandparents again. I get to see my mom. I get to see my friends. I get to see some of my siblings. Oh mercy. Now you start thinking, oh, I get to finally meet Paul face to face and Peter and John and Moses. And you start thinking about that. You're like, you'd be like, Paul, there's too much on over there. I, I, I'm just staying here, God because you want me to. I'd rather be over there with you. Now, now I said all that. As soon as I started talking about the good stuff, yeah, yeah. Preach it, preacher. What, what, uh, I told you about a story about doing the Indian dance. You started laughing before you just said, oh, he's a nice guy. Preacher's trying this morning. He, he's trying. Give him, give him one, honey. He's, he's, he, he'll get there. He's getting primed up. He's a... But what did I do? I took you through a thought process and got you to laugh a little bit. I took you to a thought process and you got a smile on your face thinking about, wow, if I, yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. And then I took you to a thought process of, ooh, all my mistakes. Yee, ooh, I've been trying to forget those. Well, trying's not good enough. Coulda, shoulda, woulda's not good enough. You're not full of, you don't need to be full of could or should. Yeah, get the should out, right? You know, get the should out. And what, what? Fill yourself up with the must. I must do it. Because you're really only going to do what you, what must do. See, 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 I've seen it time and time again when people, man, deal with it. Say they find out they have, they're diabetic or on the board or whatever, or they had a heart attack or heart disease. All of a sudden, they're at least trying to eat better and do better. And some really do it. But, but why? It's no longer I should do that. So I don't have a choice now. I must do that. And what I want you to do during this time, the way you move beyond regret is you get the should out and you get the must in and put some mustard on the things you're believing for. And if it's not good enough for a must, then don't waste your time with it. Oh, you, you. If it's not good enough for a must, don't, don't waste your time with it. That's what this rock is. I got a couple of things that, that I've been couldn't and shouldn't too long. And I got it there by my bed when I get up. And sometimes I'll take it in the kitchen with me. I put it in my briefcase. I got it in my truck. Why? Why? Because there's times when the enemy says, well, see, you, you missed it there. You, you, you thought you were doing it. You did three of the four things. I go, oh, oh, oh. okay, Lord, I just repent, but not now, right here now. No, remember that, I'm not backing up because I made a decision. And I am a miracle. See, you may not look at Dalton like he's a miracle. But see, I'm crazy enough, I convinced Dalton he's a miracle. Because I start reflecting 
on my identity in Christ. I start reflecting on him knowing me, 2 Timothy 1, 9. He knew me be what? Before time began, he knew me. Before the world began, he designed me and he planned me out. And he could have put me in any time he wanted, but he chose this time. He could have put me in any city, but he chose this city. He could have put me in any place, but he chose me to be in front of you this morning. And what is it? That's a miracle from God. And every time my heart beats a miracle, every time I inhale and exhale is a miracle, every time I make a decision, it's a miracle. And what I want you to realize, that's why greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. And what's happening inside you is greater than what's happening to you or around you because You are a walking, talking miracle. You have the image, the magio, the mirror, the reflection of God in you. You are spirit. You are his truth. He spoke you and you are. See, I'm trying to get into my message today. I might not get into second service. But, 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 But here's the key. If he can get you convinced that your identity is not much, but you're full of, you know, you're just imperfection. You're just, you're just not it, right? And, and what happens is you don't just stop believing in yourself. You kind of start backing up on some things you believe in God for. But if you're willing to die for it, then you're willing to live for it. If you're not willing to die for something, you're really what? Not willing to live for something. And so, so that's, that's what I want to get into you. Let's, let's look once again with Paul here. I'll read a few verse, two verses in Philippians I've been going over with you. And he said this. He said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus what? On this one thing. I focus on this one thing for getting, that's a gift, not only have I chose to forgive, I'm practicing forgetting. You, you know you're really in the arena of forgiving someone when someone says, you remember what so-and-so did to you? And you go, I see, we, we, uh, kind of, yeah, kinda, but, oh, come on, we were together when they said that. We were, you remember how she spoke to you? You remember how he talked? Oh, I have to think, of, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't wanna think about that no more. That's over, that's under the blood, right? We, we, we say it, that's under the blood. Why? God, it's under the blood because everyone has the opportunity to be forgiven and the blood of Jesus wash our sins away. But, but we'll say our stuff's under the blood, but isn't their stuff under the blood? And, and what happened is when it gets to where it's not so raw in you, you're forgetting, you're forgetting. Keep working on the gift of forgetting and only focus on the things that's behind you that are good. That are, that are wonderful, that, 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 that demonstrates the miracle you are in Christ. So he said, how do I forget the past? How do I do that? Well, I can't forget the past unless I'm what? Looking forward. See, I, I, the, the uh, brother uh, uh, Lemur that was here, uh, Duplessis, I don't know, something like that, from South Africa. He is teasing me, I think, about that. But, 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 but he even said what I said last Sunday morning. He said, God didn't create you with eyes in the back of your head. I can't come in here and just start walking backwards, right? God created me with eyes in the front of my head. Why? Because he wants me, what? To walk forward. 
And what I want you to realize is what the way you operate in the art of forgetting and forgiving is by putting your eye on the prize, the destiny, the plan that God has for your life. What? By looking forward to what lies ahead. He said, what I press, I strive, I press on to do what? To reach the end of the race. And what? Receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, what is calling us. Didn't say he has called you, but he is calling you. So in other words, God's calling wasn't just way back there. Yeah, it was way back there. Called Kaleo and is talking about how, how that we're here to do the will and the ministry of God. And we got a destiny and a plan for our life. But it's not a past tense. It, yeah, he called you, but he's also called you. He's calling you and he keeps calling you. What? He calls you and he's calling you. So, so what I want you to realize is don't look at that as some past tense thing. He's constantly calling you. He's constantly empowering you. He's con- about the time, what? What? I know this in my life. I'm walking toward the prize. God's got me focused and then something gets my attention. And before long, even if I'm trying to go toward God, I get kind of off and I got to look back. But the more intense I am about focusing on my calling on God, my calling just comes about because he's renewing my mind and I'm taking steps to fulfill what I'm called to do because no one can do what I'm called to do just like me. And no one can do what you're called to do just like you because you were made for it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm made for it. So when we think about regret, getting us to look back, what is that? What is regret? It's a scheme. It's a tactic from the enemy to get you off focus. Now, look at me in Matthew 28 today. We're going we're gonna to go this route. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Hmm, talk about the Great Commission for a moment. So... Living with no regrets, what's it do? It requires the same thing of us. What we got to what? Get moving. We've been talking about forgetting what's behind and all that. Now it's time to say, get moving. Look at your neighbor and say, get moving. But to get moving, what do we got to do? We must stay on the edge of courage with a bias to action. Stay on the edge of courage with a bias on action. So this, this, no, no, no reason this should be surprised us. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came what to them and said, you know, most of what I really want you to do and designed you to do, you'll probably, no. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So he said, I got all that. Verse 19, therefore, so in other words, I have the ability to back what I'm getting ready to tell you. Therefore, go. Go, what? And make, how do I go? Well, the first thing I go, well, you know, you just go. What do you do? What, you you take a step. But before I can pick my foot up, I got to make a decision. I can think about it. I can pray about it. I can sow toward it. I can believe for it. But he, he didn't say think about it. See, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. It's okay. I, I'm big boy. I can handle it. He, he didn't say, therefore, pray. Prayer's good. We need to. Therefore, believe. 
Therefore, get yourself socked up and get 42 training classes. Therefore, get yourself cleaned up. If you're going to go fishing, you need to be a clean fisherman. You know, therefore, be anointed. Well, we want to be anointed. But, but see, God knows how he made us. He said, therefore, go. Did you ever think about that? Before he ever says, you'll cast out devils and you'll, 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 you'll cast out devils, you'll heal the sick, lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Before he said, you'll go, you know, bring nations unto me. Before he said any of that, you got to go. You got to get moving. You got to, you got to have some action. You know, you've been come to church how long now? How long have you been in church in your life? How, how long have you been a Christian? How, how long? So what's the purpose of that? So he said, what? He said, go and do what? He said, go and conjunction, not or it. Go and make disciples. How are you feeling today? Wonderful. Wonderful. How you feeling today? All over it. Amen. How's that blood sugar and stuff doing? Good. Eyesight. Eyesight. Oh, come on. Come on. Improve. She was a diabetic and I called her out, called out prayer about some her with her left eye. Stigmatism and all that and the pressure behind her eye. God showed all that. Blood pressure, liver, hit it all, didn't we? That's at the end of the service. We're supposed to quit and then. And I don't know you. I've I got to get this girl a microphone. <laughs> and you don't know me. Come and you on. call me out. And now what's going on? Your blood pressure and your eye. And your... All improved. All improved. All improved. <laughs> here, here, just, just stand up and tell them. Just, you, you tell them. You tell it better than me. You just tell it better than me. What, what, what's your name now? Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie oh, that's a good name. You know that? I, know that. I love that You're name. You're kind of partial to that yeah, name. Yeah, I'm partial to that name. Yeah. What happened, Stephanie? What? Well, we came to, the, my husband Chris and I came to uh, the service on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, Dr. Duplessis. Come on, girl. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Duplessis. Yeah. Yes. And we were enjoying the service. You started speaking. And you felt that there was a... Um, just an atmosphere of healing. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, just minding my own business, sitting over here and and you started talking about a variety of things and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, you said, you said blood sugar, yeah. you said diabetes. And there were a couple of people that came up. There was a young child. You talked about ears problems. Mm-hmm. She Left had just ear, had yeah. tubes put mm-hmm. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. knees, all this kind of stuff. And uh, you got to the diabetes and blood sugar, and I, I'm a nurse. Yeah, Come I should on. be knowing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, yeah. and, I, and I do, but I fall off the wagon yeah. big time. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all of a sudden you said astigmatism. But I looked at you that night. And you mm-hmm. walked over here. I was sitting over here. And you looked at me. I have a couple hundred people, so it could have been any one of those people. And you said, is it you? 
I thought, oh my goodness. Okay, this little girl here was raised in a Lutheran church. We're not getting too excited about anything. We love God. We love God, but we don't always show it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that was the last thing that I wanted to be doing was to be called out. And then you said, come up here. And I, my legs didn't want to do that. Come on. I didn't want to get out of this row here, but I looked at Chris and I walked right up there. Because I thought this is a God thing. Come on. This is a God thing. This is Come on. nothing to do with me, my fears. Yeah. You prayed over me, and I've already asked Sherry. I said, Who was the lady that was next to me? And she said it was Miss Gwen. So oh, yeah. I, I want to see Miss Gwen. She's yeah, probably the next sexer, service. Yeah. Um, but you all prayed over me, and I could just. And, and we specific, I specifically been good to tell you it's your left eye yes. and what was going on behind yes. it. And I'm not a nurse, so, so I don't know the medical terms. So, so actually, yes. And that, that yeah. is so point on because I had just gotten new glasses, mm-hmm. and I started, I was feeling very sick. I couldn't see anything. I mean, I had headaches all the time. I could not even look at my phone. I couldn't look at my computer to do mm. my work. I was feeling very bad. And uh, you talked about that. You talked about blood pressure. Yes, I, I take medicine for blood pressure. I have liver problems. I, all of this stuff. You were hitting everything. Mm-hmm. And then you told me, you said, I am going to touch your eye and your head you said, my hand will be so cold. Mm-hmm. And then you asked for the microphone to be turned back on. And you said that again. You touched me. You touched my head. It was like you had had your hand in the icebox. Mm-hmm. You hadn't been holding water. You had been holding the microphone. And I could just feel the heat and just everything just go from my body. Mm. And I'm just crying. And Miss Gwen's holding on to my stomach. I'm holding on to her. I mean, I'm just thinking, my God, what mm. is going on here? Mm. What is going on? Come on? So then you, I'm standing there praying, crying. I'm a mess. I look to my left, and who is there but my husband standing up there yeah. at the altar. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? You're talking to him, and you told him, he said, and you're her husband, and you've got back problems. Well, you know, Pastor, yes, he does, because he was in the military for 27 years, yeah. a major yeah. serving our country. Yes. And he was jumping off those tanks and leading his men, and he does. And you... Had the young man touch him exactly where his pain is. Because I told back. him it's on this side, it's right yeah. here. Then I had him move their hand. That, he was still standing back here. You didn't remember it because you were kind of out yeah. of it. But then he, then he came up. Yes. But I was telling him that, yeah. Yes. Uh, let me tell you, he's been showing some calisthenics. He's been, he could not. <laughs> he could not bend over. Yeah. He was getting to the point where he could not even bend over to pick up the dog bowls, to you know, feed, whatever. And his back was just turning him. I, that night we got home, and, and let me tell you, on the way home, it was like I had to rationalize this. I had to know what was going on Lutheran here. Lutheran, Being a good yeah, Lutheran, yeah, yeah. yes. That is Nothing true. wrong with that. It's just more. That's all. Nothing wrong with So I was trying to rationalize, and we would look at each other, and we had no words. We had no words, but we had a calm and a peace about us, but no words. We would just look at each other. It's a God thing. And then we... We were getting ready to go to bed. I said, well, how's that back? 
well, what do you think? And I mean, just touches his toes. <laughs> I love it. And every day I check with him. He checks, how's your blood sugar? Look at him, yeah, he's over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. He bent over and got his coffee. You know, that's good. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. It's just awesome. Oh, yes. thank you, Stephanie. Oh. oh, thanks, man. Come on. Yeah, God's good. God's good. God's good. Well, as you can see, that wasn't planned. Amen. But how many of you glad you heard that? Come on now. Come on. So now you take that little rock and uh, you put that out there and every time the enemy and you feel a little twinge in your back, say, well, well, I made a decision. I'm healed. By your scrubs, I'm healed. You make that decision. Lord, you give me the strength and the energy to do what I need to do to keep this stuff out of my body because I am healed. I'm a healed woman of God. No more regrets. Yeah, come on, go. Yeah, I love it. So here we are. Yeah, somebody get back on. Go! See, see, they didn't feel like being at church. As at the end of the service on Thursday night, we were wrapping up prayer. Uh, and she didn't want to get up and come up. But what'd she do? She, she, she went. She goes, right? She made a decision. I, I'm going to go. And that's what I'm challenging you about today, guys, is this. Is God said what? Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. What? baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do everything, to obey everything I've commanded you. Well, so for instance, he said in, in Mark's gospel, what, that, that by his stripes, you, not by his stripes, here, here it said, but that we're to go, what, win the loss, and when we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. So what do we do? We just taught you that laid hands on the sick, and she's recovered, amen, and recovering even more and more every day. So what is it? That's teaching. Look here now. Said, baptize the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to what? Obey everything I command you. I commanded you. And surely, say surely. Surely what I am. That's the real name of God, the I am. God, I am with you. What? Most of the time or when, it, when you're being real good? Always. Always. Hmm. to the very end of the age. But here's what I want you to realize is he is always with us. So anytime you're moving in the mission God has you on this planet for, you're never alone. He's always with you. And the great commission, and that's what is the command, the great command from Jesus, what is it starts with go. So when God prompts you to pray for someone in a grocery store, don't think about it, just go. When God prompts you to sow a seed, don't think about it, go. Whenever God says, you know, forgive someone and you think you don't even, you got so much pride, you know, you don't even think you, you, would, you could dare be offended. You're a Christian. How could I offend someone? I'm a saint. Well, well here, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just take the Holy Spirit's word for it and go? Go on and forgive him. Go on, just in case. Go. Whatever it is you're believing for, Take a step, go, whatever that action is, and he will be with you. So everything on this planet serves a purpose. 
There's nothing on this planet that doesn't serve a purpose. God created everything for a reason. Trees and plants to not only be beautiful, but to build habitats and all that, but to also give oxygen and to clean our air and all those things. Everything on this planet is here, what? Not just for purpose, but on purpose. On the purpose God created it for. It is. And we, we are constantly looking for ways to be happy, right? We, we want to be happy. Yeah, we understand the joy of the Lord. That's one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. And I, I have joy in the midnight hour. I have joy in the morning. I have joy in the crisis. But, you know, we like to be happy too because that, that's based on what's happening. But here's the only way you can be happy. Number one, it's a decision. Number two, it's not only a choice, a decision, it's progression. Because what happens is the only thing that really brings joy in our life is when we're progressing. That's why Paul said, I'm progressing. I'm pressing what toward the mark of the high calling of God or toward the heavenly calling. I'm pressing, I'm progressing. And so what I want you to realize is the reason we go through so many dips and valleys is because you and I have the power to give meaning to any event in our life. I mean, you think of Dr. Frankel, one of the greatest psychologists of all times. He was in the Holocaust, a prisoner, his family was. And, you know, everyone's being killed around him, gas chambers and everything, and he's frail down to nothing. And he thought, I want to see my kids someday. I'm going to believe I'm going to put my faith that they're going to make it out too. They're in a different camp, but I'm going to believe. And so when they would take all these people's lives and, and they would have to have people go out and cover them and did ditch, he said, I'll, I'll just do whatever they ask me to do. Why? He said, because here's the reason. One day I'm going to be out of this camp. Something good's going to happen. We'll get me out of this camp. And I'm going to bring healing to so many people, more than I could ever imagine. I'm gonna bring healing to their mind, their emotions, their future. And I'm gonna bring such healing that we won't see another Holocaust, that there won't be another Hitler. I'm gonna impact the world that much. And he had to go through months and months of this, even over a year. And guess what? He buried friends. He buried people he knew. And at any moment, his number could have been pulled. He was down to hardly nothing. But he made it out of that camp. He got reunited with his family and became one of the greatest loved and known psychologists of all times. Now, why? He could have said, go on and kill me now. What if I get out here and my family's not alive? What if, I can't bury another person. I can't watch another person die. But in the situation he was in, as tragic as it was, what did he do? He made one decision. Oh, what? Not 10, not 20. One decision. He said, I'm going to take this whole Holocaust thing that's so tragic and I'm going to give it a new meaning that this is going to be my fuel to do more good things than I could have ever done if this Holocaust had never happened. So those events or that event that you're allowing to define you, where you missed it or where you did it and now what's the joy in it. You know, the reason I, I coach some people, business people and different things, and, and one of the things that, that, that I'm doing with one of my people that I coach, one of my clients is, is this, is, is he said, man, I'm such and such age and I've accomplished these things and I've got the woman of my dreams. I've got the big home, you know, 15,000 square foot home. I got all this stuff going on and I had all these goals written out. I planned it. I'm doing it. I've had some 
tragedy along the way. I've overcome it. But here I am now, and I'm finding myself stuck. I mean, I got the water, the beach, the home, the family. I'm stuck. I said, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to get another goal. You need, you need to write another story, the next chapter of your life, so God can use you even in a greater way than he's using you. What's he doing? He's got to give a define now. He defined the meaning of what his future was in God and for his family. Get, get this? But once you arrive at that place, work all your life, you know, work through high school, even go through college or some kind of training or whatever, get a job, run a business, whatever you do, and you work hard and you put money away. Now you got that job. Now what? You couldn't believe how stupid people were with money, but you got money, you're doing it. What do you do? You go charge this, you go buy that. Now you got to work another 20 years to pay off what you just keep charging. Then finally you put savings back. You got over a million dollars back, two million in your retirement. And even with that, the interest off that, you can barely live middle class and you're a millionaire. See, I want to ask you, Are you making decisions through the word of God and the creative ability of God? Are you making decisions through what you're afraid of losing or you might not be able to keep? Or are you pressing toward the mark, hearing the voice of God, allowing his word to retrain you and progressing toward that mark, but not just progressing to limp by in a holding pattern that someday you'll die. Because guess what? It's proven that men that retire, that don't do anything after retirement, only live an average, I think, of seven years. If you're retiring at 50 or 60 or 70, it's a crazy thing. Why? Because we stop progressing. The old saying, if you don't use it, you what? You're not going to have the must in you to eat right. You're not going to have the must in you to exercise. You're not going to have the must in you to provide. You're not going to have the must in you to stay focused and even to keep yourself holy and pure before God. You won't have the must if you're just kind of drifting. God didn't create you to go backwards. He didn't put eyes in the back of your head. He didn't create you to be in a holding pattern because even planes run out of fuel. He created you, two letters, what he created you to do. What? 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 Let me give you just one scripture and then we're going to pray. James 1 says this. I think it's verse 18. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. That's the NIV translation. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. The King James, the new King James says, now faith without works is dead. So what I want you to realize, faith without action. In other words, faith is more than believing, thinking, praying. All those are good. Giving or in. No, faith is what? Go toward Go, make a decision to move. I know like you hear sometimes people live 100 or 105. or 100. There's some guy that lived, I don't know, is closer to 110 or something. And they said, what do you do? He said, what, what's your goal? How do you live over 110? My goal is every morning I got one go. Get out of bed and start moving. This guy wasn't in a wheelchair in it. Get out of bed 
and start moving. I want to tell you, you 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 gotta you gotta progress, people. You 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 gotta measure it. You gotta progress, and you gotta allow Christ to renew you and to restore you as the wings mounting on eagles' wings. You 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 gotta make a decision. Greater is He is in me. You gotta make a decision. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Um, you gotta make a decision. I was gonna get to Joshua. I might get to him second service, but they, Moses told him to be strong. And courageous. You know what courage is? Courage is going on and doing something even though you feel fear. Because if you don't feel no fear, it didn't take any courage. Courage is when you got fear and do it anyway. That's what courage is. And I'm asking you to have some courage this morning. I'm asking you to have enough courage to know and trust Christ with everything.